Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, Stradio listeners, it's future George and Sam again. Hey, guys. Um, So if you're here right now, it is Thursday, New Year's Rockin' Eve. Oh, my God, uh, New Year's Eve, Eve. Wait, yeah, is it Eve? It's Eve, baby. Oh, it's oh my God, it's New Year's Eve. I mean, they're probably going to listen to this as the ball drops. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I hope you guys are, like, social distancing. <laughs> totally. Um, um, but so he, what you're about to hear is part two of our Ernest Espinanza, where we answered the the one million questions that you guys asked us and then cut out um, 999,000 of them. <laughs> and just to reiterate, we are recording this after recording for four straight hours. So that is why we are... I don't know, maybe not at our best, maybe not at our funniest, maybe not at our most uh, electric. Sue us. Yeah, if if potentially we you see our energy dropping throughout this episode, you know, forgive us for once because yeah, what maybe, we do is hard. Yeah, and also the holidays are about forgiveness. Yeah, that's literally what the holidays are about. Yeah, that's actually a reference to a joke that you'll hear later on in this specific episode, <laughs> but which we already recorded because this is us from the future. This is definitely that time thing. <laughs> this is definitely that time thing. <laughs> we, are Wait, we have already we've introduced that time thing already, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because that time thing was last. Oh, but this is double that time thing because we are now recording an intro to an episode we've already recorded that also was recorded after we recorded the intro to the previous episode, which was previously recorded to the coining of the term that time thing here's what i will say christopher nolan found dead this Literally, is better than tenet, tenet is about our earnestness holiday our holiday earnestness bonanza that is what tenet is about oh my god um so uh enjoy our questions and have an awesome new year's what george what are your new year's plans i can't i truly i don't know <laughs> great well 
um xoxo uh enjoy the app bye okay, bye we love you and sorry we're tired we're not like mad we're, just we're not tired. mad we're tired okay bye 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 next question this one is from rosie hi girls my friend david claims that i am a scarlet o'hara like figure because i was born in maryland and lived there for four years before moving to brooklyn do we think this is fair keep in mind i'm also greek there's a lot to unpack there is here's the thing yeah you go first is there a lot to unpack see actually the more i'm reading this i'm seeing there's a lot to unpack because my friend david claims that i'm a scarlet o'hara like figure because i was born in maryland Mm. lived there for four years before moving to brooklyn so she this person moved to brooklyn when she was five years old four years old four years old sorry i I... it's right there in black and white (laughs) sorry four plus zero was really hard for me (laughs) Um, so so we have a baby living in new york city emailing us um, it, whether or not they are a Scarlett O'Hara figure. No, you're four years old. You're not a Scarlett O'Hara-like figure. Um, yeah, Scarlett O'Hara... Ooh, sorry. I'm looking up um this caller on Google. Whoa. Oh, my God. She's doing, like, really cool academic work. Oh, my God. George, shut up. <laughs> I just want to say, Rosie, keep doing what you're doing, girl. Um... I also think Maryland, like, isn't, like, Gone with the Wind's whole deal? Like, it's, like, Georgia, like, like deep southern? Like, I Maryland assume, is, okay, like, Okay, first north, of all, for the Maryland's record, I've seen, the I've seen Gone with the Wind many times, but all before the age of 10, I would say. And I've seen it zero times, but, you know, through culture. Is I, that true? Oh. Yeah, but I think I, like, pretty much get it. All I know, it, to me, Gone with the Wind is, like, a series of sketches and like they're all the iconics. It's like her eating raw onions and like her being racist. And like, yeah. frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. It's just, it's kind of like Kroll Show, but make it Southern. Yeah. Make it Southern, make it old. Um, yeah. Like Land Scarlet or that, something about. Yep. Land Scarlet. Hashtag <laughs> Land Scarlet. I, um, I would say, I just want to say, being in. Maryland, Brooklyn, and being Greek to me does not say Scarlett O'Hara. Yeah, I think your friend David is um, grasping at straws, and I really do think your friend David needs to hashtag do the reading, <laughs> do the work. Don't just watch Gone with the Wind. Try to understand what's going on in it, okay? Because I, I get that you're seeing colors and you're hearing sounds, but are you understanding what they're saying? David, I would encourage you to write in yourself and explain what exactly you mean when you call your friend Rosie, who is. Might I repeat, doing very important academic work, a Scarlett O'Hara figure. Next question. Next question. Uh, wait, <laughs> this one is so short. I love this one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is from Bryson, who says, do I need to, like, confront my roommate? That's it. That's the entire That's question. The and I just want to say yeah. my answer to that is yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say confront your roommate and do it as rudely and in the middle of the night as you can. And I just want to say, I think you should have already confronted your roommate. And the fact that you waited for our go ahead is stressing me out. Like, I really hope by this point, by the time this episode comes out, you've already confronted your roommate. Yeah, because at this point, you emailed this 18 days ago. And 18. who knows what your roommate is getting away with? Confront your roommate. Confront them now. Okay, next question. This is from Grant. Okay. Um, (laughs) He says, hey, hey, Galmore Gorls. 
love your podcast about straight culture, but unfortunately, I do have some questions. One, I too wanted Chuck and Larry to go full peen. That's not a question. That's not a question. And two, <laughs> Terry Shivo or Maria Shriver? Um, I, hmm. I'm a Terry stan. Yeah, it's a Terry world out there. Okay. But I did. I do remember being young and seeing Maria Shriver on TV and being like, "This is what class is." <laughs> <laughs> this is the epitome of taste. You know, like when an older woman, it's just like that thing where you're like, "Oh, this is the real deal." Like she's royalty. Who That's is, how I felt about Maria Shriver. Not to fully derail. Who is Maria Shriver? This name is familiar, but I. She's a Kennedy who also was married to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh. Why is she okay? Whatever. Let's do next question. And she also is apparently the founder of the nonprofit organization, the Women's Alzheimer's Movement. Okay, mm. not very inclusive. <laughs> All right, next question. Okay, this one's from Nathan. Um. Oh. Okay. Hi, Strader Lab homo sensitives. Interesting. Hmm. This question is for George. I understand very vaguely that you're in media research in a media research career of some sort. What's the most surprising thing you've learned on the job? I'm in digital marketing. I'd love to hear something interesting about the industry for once. And for once, <laughs> instead of a new IP address warming techniques. And this is a little bit rude, but it says, Sam, just keep being a cutie. I love that. You're doing that. so well with that. I absolutely love that. They're like, um, George, um, I'd love to have you like sort of unpack media I know. as a whole thing. I do Sam, think it's time for me smile, to, babe. It's time for me to speak up and speak out. And finally, unpack my uh, non-comedy career, because guess what? My job that I've had for three years is ending this week, and I'm going to be unemployed for the first time in, like, for a long period of time, for the first time in, like, five years. And it's going to be a new chapter in my life. I'm committing to comedy full-time. I have upwards of 17 projects lined up, and I'm ready. (laughs) Uh, but I will, we did get a few questions about what I, what I, um, what I do in my job that I mentioned sometimes, so I can go into it a little bit. So I work or yeah, until the end of this week, hold on, um, I'm going to ring the boring alarm, but (laughs) (laughs) I work at a, I, I'm a researcher at a place called the Tau Center for Digital Journalism. Um, and before that I did a master's degree in digital media studies and so what we research is the relationship between journalism and the internet. And specifically, one of the big projects I work on is on the relationship between uh, news publishers and social media platforms. So things like the pivot to video, things like Facebook eating up all the advertising from journalism, et cetera, et cetera. In terms of your question of what is the biggest thing I've learned, it would be that um Mark Zuckerberg should be in jail. <laughs> okay, that's okay, fine. Next question. Um, okay, this is from DJ. My straight roommate and I were arguing about this. Is it wrong to wish everyone in the world was gay? If so, and if we could magically make straights the minority, would that be problematic? XOXO, Glamour Girl number 44. Huh, I forgot that we've been numbering <gasps> the Glamour Girls. Wait, sorry, can I say something? Mind. Yeah, This is in this a person's signature this per oh he has his, his pronouns so this guy is in medical school at the top medical school in the country oh no wait <laughs> sorry i misread that at a <laughs> medical school <laughs> 
hey dj babe keep working no because you are not at the top medical school it is one le- just because i know this because it's in california and a lot of my friends like wanted to go there it is one letter off from the top top medical school in the country but it's still a really good <laughs> medical school yeah babe if you're not first you're last <laughs> if you're not first you're last wait that's from talladega nights <laughs> shut up shut up is that not true no you're right it's okay I'm I'm just embarrassed whenever I quote a comedy from 2006. That was like that's one of the two two um quotes from movies like that that I always come back to are if you're not first you're last and then there was that other movie where Chris Rock becomes president and his opponent says it all who's I guess like coded as a Republican in all his speeches he ends them with God bless America and no place else. <laughs> <laughs> wait that's really funny i know it's great um did we answer this question no. no so the question is whether it's wrong to wish everyone in the world was gay i just want to say i don't want everyone in the world to be gay and i like that we're a minority yeah it's like kind of fun um yeah. i mean there's we're already some... toxic enough as it is being a minority imagine if we were the majority <laughs> oh i mean it would be some it would be a new form of evil uh i mean i definitely wish more people were bi that's um, something I I wish on this world. Well, more people would be by if we didn't constantly erase them. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, and if so, if we could magically make straights to the minority, would that be problematic? Um, I guess it would be because you're messing up the natural order that our Lord Jesus Christ intended. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's like if we could... There's a lot to unpack because it's like if we could magically make straight summon already, would that be problematic? I don't know. I mean, is witchcraft problematic? We're bringing magic into this? Yeah, I guess it's problematic in the sense that you're literally... Um, what's the word? In, 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 uh, appealing to dark forces. Yeah, you're you're using something evil in order to make this happen. And so in that sense, it's problematic. But I do think if you're going to make the majority of people gay, you might as well do it through witchcraft and not legislation. (laughs) All right. Next question. Uh, Is it me? Yeah, it's you. Okay. This is from Savannah. Hey, George and Sam, longtime listener, first time emailer. I would like to know the following. Between George and Sam, who is Chuck and who is Larry and why? Randomly, I think I am Chuck. Chuck is Adam Sandler. Um, I think. Oh, I'm like, oh, oh no. Uh, because wait, you think you're Adam Sandler? Yeah, you're Adam Sandler, and I'm Kevin James. But, but I'm a track. But no, no, but my I'm, type is Adam Sandler, and your type is Kevin James. Correct. And like, just the personalities of the characters. Um, if you really get into it, I feel like. Chuck is sort of the, you know, more openly like sexual one. Uh he he's a bit of a like like likes to like be a, a little slut um, whereas mm. Larry's the real family man. He's he's still okay. in love with his dead wife and I feel like that's sort of your vibe. Being in love with <laughs> being in love with my dead wife is my vibe. Thank you for recognizing that. Um whereas uh gaslighting Jessica Biel into showing you her boobs is your vibe. Yeah. So it's it's sort of just two two sides of a coin. Great. Thank you, Sav. Thank you, Sav. Next cue. Okay. This is we can do this quickly. Okay. This is from Ian. Hi, my name is Ian. And I'll soon be entering my third year of undergrad. The question is more for George, but Sam, I love your work. 
Oh my God. Parentheses, talking about your mustache. Everyone feels the need to <laughs> backhandedly insult you when asking me questions about my academic work. It's actually crazy that they're like, like I, I have a brain too, you know? Yeah. I, I actually am smart. And I like, yeah, I don't like play it up. I don't like lean into it. But like, yeah, I'm smart. Also, and I just want to say something in along those lines. I'm also horny. <laughs> and and you don't get the credit for that. And that's so Every time up. people – no one – Everyone always is like, Sam, as the one who has had sex, what do you think of this? <laughs> I also want to say, do I ever talk about my mustache? Have I ever mentioned it once? So I think it's, I think you're misreading the syntax of this. It's, I love your work, parentheses, oh. I'm talking about your mustache. Okay, you're right. And Ian, forgive me for I misread your email because I'm a dumb, unacademic bitch. Wow, way to prove his point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, keep so, going. I followed you, George, since you published your piece about how confusing pride can be if you hate advertisements and capitalism. <laughs> Interesting summary of my piece for the outline.com RIP. Also, you introduced me to Andrea Longchu's work. Shout out Andrea Longchu, which has had a huge impact on me. Yes, Andrea is great. Go buy her book. My question is as follows. I entered undergrad hoping to study political science, LOL, and become a politician, LOL. But I'm becoming more and more interested in pursuing the humanities and academia a little further into grad school and beyond parentheses, aware this is cringe. I know you have your master's in work and research, and you're published in really cool places. I'd like to know what you think. Should I consider? What do I need now? Or should I take my BA in American studies and get a 20 grand a year and get 20 grand a year at a nonprofit? Thank you both for your service. Here's my earnest answer to this. Don't ever pay for grad school. I was lucky enough to go to, to do a program that was fully funded and gave me a stipend every month. And, um, I didn't have to take out any loads or anything. And I think you should look for something like that if you want to go into grad school because it's truly not worth paying for a master's unless you have very, um, unless you have, unless you have money. Unless you're some in sort which of case, heiress. In which case, who am I to tell you where to spend it? Yeah, y y we should be emailing you, honey. Okay, next. Whoa. Wow, this person made an email that is our number one listener, Mix Emma. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, Mix Emma. Well, we're, I won't dox exactly the email, but it's a version of mixemma at gmail.com. Um, okay, some questions from your number one glamour girl. First, because you never get to answer street shooters. Okay, mm. I'll ask you these, George. Okay, great. Daddy, Zaddy, or Patty Lapone? Patty. YouTube or Me Too? Hashtag Me Too. Uh, <laughs> um, hashtag Me Too. Ghostbusters, Mythbusters, or Union Busters? Ghostbusters. Pornhub, OnlyFans, or Masterclass? Masterclass. Yes and yes and or no means no. No means no. Yaz Queen, Wreck Me King, or Ace of Cakes? Ace of Cakes. Oh God. Woody Allen, Louis C.K., Bill Cosby, or Lauren Michaels? Woody Allen. Oh brother. George, <laughs> you got um seven hundred and twenty-two doves. Um, yes uh well those were great thank you mix mm. um describe your okay there's a bunch of other questions describe yourself one of them we've already answered okay so explain so go to the third one okay what do you unironically love that everyone else hates or loves ironically oh that's a good question um rita ora's music <laughs> that's a great answer thank you um i watched uh what was it? Herbie Halloween, the new Adam Sandler Netflix movie. I was in oh absolute heaven. I was in heaven. 
Um, I mean, there's a reason they keep making those. <laughs> he's having fun out there. Adam Sandler is a great, I mean, I'll say it, a great comedian. <laughs> uh, okay. Two more questions from this person. Uh, George, who is your Kevin James? Um, so this is someone who maybe most people don't find attractive, but I find attractive. Yeah. I cannot, I can't believe this is where my mind is going, but this is someone I think is, uh, truly one of the worst people on the planet. It, he, you know, he symbolizes everything that is wrong with our world and politics, but unfortunately I am attracted to Rahm Emanuel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. That's really funny. Um, and do we want to, okay, what was the straightest culture of 2020? And we'll, this will be the last question from this person. Okay. Straightest culture of 2020. Um, I do. Maybe it's a, a late, uh, you know, got in just in time, Alec Baldwin's wife saying she's from Spain. I feel like that's so queer, though. You're right. You're right. That is queer. Wait. Okay. Straightest. Okay. Um, but similar, the straightest culture of 2020 was Alec Baldwin on stage at his last SNL holding the sign that says, you're welcome. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is. A hundred percent Alec Baldwin holding the sign that says you're welcome is the straightest is the straightest culture of twenty twenty. I'm trying to think of other like runners up. Um I do think uh the vow. Uh-huh. The vow craze. Like just the phenomenon of the vow. Yeah. Um I think uh also like I know this is very beginning of the year, but I think still counts. Love is blind. Love is blind. Extremely straight. Quibby. Quibby. Um, just the streaming wars in general. Well, this is the, yes, the streaming wars is extremely straight. The streaming wars is so straight. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, the pandemic. Yeah, it's very um, family oriented. This pandemic. Yeah. It's very like stay inside, like love your love who you're with, and it's yeah. like <laughs> it's like no, that's not what we do. Um, and then all all pandemic culture, like both, um, both like breaking the pandemic rules and calling people out for breaking them are both straight. Yeah, it's yeah, you're 100 percent correct. Oh, also Ted Lasso. I've never seen it, but it seems very straight. Yeah, I have to agree. I don't know what it is, but. Yeah, it's one of those things where people are like, it's just like, it's, you know, there's no politics. It's just good old fashioned fun. And it's like, well, he's a Republican. <laughs> That's what that means. Oh, wait. Do you want to do the last one that this person asked? Wait. <laughs> um, yeah. OK. Over the co- over the course of global history, has culture generally become straighter or queerer? My answer to this is straighter. I'm going to agree with you. Great. Because it used to be more vague. Uh, I think as culture... More fluid. Yes, more vague and fluid. And I'm not saying... Obviously, people were killed. But <laughs> as things go on, there are just more rules. Yeah. One of the biggest paradoxes of our era, and by our era, I mean the entirety of history, is that the more people feel like they have more freedom the more actually there are more rules to follow and i'm not going to expand on that i'm so tired of i here's what i want i want more public nudity one yeah like you know pools used to be like well yeah you're you're naked there like why can't we do that again that was so sounds so fun 
Yeah, I mean, there are definitely places you can go to do that. But again, more rules. It's like you have to find those places. Yeah, and because there's more rules, it's like, well, and also you have to have sex there now. And it's like, well, maybe right. I don't want to have sex there. Maybe I just want to be naked in a pool. Hmm. Like, ugh. Um, okay. Well, great answer. Sorry. <laughs> That's my tirade. <laughs> okay, so this is from Kara. George and Sam, I'm a huge fan of the pod and you both. Thank you. So excited for this listener question episode. Couple questions for you. I'm thrilled you even read this email. Well, we're thrilled you sent it, Kara. <laughs> okay, straight shooters, I'll say this to you. I'll I'll ask you these, Sam. Okay. Passion Dash, Cole's Cash, or Ash Wednesday? <laughs> Cole's Cash. Kamala Harris, David Sedaris, or Emily in Paris? Emily in Paris. These are these were really good. These are really good. You're good hired. job, Kara. <laughs> wow. I re- Kamala Harris, David Sedaris, or Emily in Paris is iconic. Yeah. Okay. And second question. This is for Sam. So I will ask this to you. The year is 2007, and young Sam has been tasked with casting the leads in the upcoming major motion picture I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Would you have taken a different casting route with the leads? Who would be your 2007 dream team? Hmm. Okay. Okay. So I'm keeping Kevin James. I think, you know, he's the bread and butter of the film and um, the hot, the hottest part, obviously. Yeah. I think um, maybe Adam Sandler, I would replace if it's 2007, I'm replacing Adam Sandler with the guy who plays the coach in Friday night lights. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know his name, but he's hot. I remember, but also him he like, also is has that Ted Lasso thing where it's like, is he hot or is he a Republican? I know, and that that border really gets me sometimes. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. Um, and so you know, I don't know his name, but I remember in 2007 being like, okay, something is up with that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I have a follow up question that's not in this email, but I think is interesting, which is how would you cast? Let's say they made a. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry now in 2020, but it was kind of like self-aware and there was like a gay sensitivity consultant and it was like, you know, um, more woke or whatever. Who would you cast now? <laughs> Is it still two straight guys or straight issues? It's guy? still two straight guys, but like the way they do the story, it's just like less offensive or something. Interesting. Um, hmm. I mean, I think... My three options for Chuck. Chuck is Kevin James, right? Chuck is Adam Sandler. Okay, I'm well, so my sure. three options for Larry are Seth Rogen. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Zach Galifianakis. Ooh, fun. Or um, Jonah Hill. Sure. Okay, wait. Actually, I have an answer to my own question. I think it should be Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> that is unfortunately genius okay obviously i you know i don't think jonah hill has the softness you need for the role of um larry but i would rather go with a uh, seth rogan type but to each they own and i i respect jonah hill if he turns out an incredible performance okay. <laughs> uh does this have any other well she says she says she has a last paragraph that's very nice to us, and and we thank you, but we're too embarrassed to read it out loud. <laughs> okay, next question. Okay, so this one's from Charlie, who wrote, um, 
I love your podcast so much and thought I'd mention that I featured you guys in an article I wrote on my favorite pieces of arts and culture this year. You can read it here. So this uh, is a very nice review written by Charlie and George shared it. And <laughs> people thought we were, we, I think you said something like, like George said something like this person was mean to us or something. Like I just, I, first of all, I love, so this review is like adopting, I think, a sense of humor very similar to ours and yeah. is kind of like intentionally bitchy and and ironic and i shared the review thinking people would get the joke and then everyone started defending us yeah and um and it was like wait and, that's not what we're trying to do like yeah, they were like, like piling on up. this you person. clearly don't listen to the pod we love you charlie and sorry forever to ev- about people harassing you because i posted your review we didn't mean to dox you and sometimes we yeah, dox people sorry. on accident Straighter Lab has quickly become one of my favorite podcasts. Thank you. The last two episodes with Julio and Nori were amazing. Agreed. I realized that I have some Julio-esque parts of my personality, and I wondered if you do have any advice on how to be warmer with people. <laughs> Absolutely drag Julio. Okay, this is one of the best questions we've gotten. So what is our advice to someone, specifically Stephen, um, who wants to be warmer with people? I think I sometimes, I think both of us sometimes struggle with this. Yeah, it comes and goes. It, uh, I think <laughs> if it's an earnestness bonanza, I think try to um, just like, you know, treat everyone the same. Like, I think right. like sort of a treat others how you want to be treated type of vibe. Uh, don't uh, like, yeah, just like be, I feel like just like be nice. Like, like consider other people's feelings it's not right. super hard i would say on a more micro level eye contact goes a long way a um, little smile smile asking people take a whenever you have a conversation take a pause and, and think to yourself how much have i asked the other person how much has the other person asked me yeah make what, sure you are reciprocating the attention you're getting um <laughs> yes a hundred percent in terms of being warmer i mean also, I think it's not a bad thing to be kind of cold, like a touch cold, like not actively mean, but like a little self, uh, like you don't need to like play the games. Like sometimes I get annoyed at myself when I'm like laughing too much or like beaming too much. And it's like, hey, 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 have some self-respect. Like, right. you don't need well, to like... it's a fair between being warm and forthcoming and also being completely fake. Right. It's because in fact, sometimes when you're fake nice, that's much more cold than just being cold and honest about it. Yes. But I would say Julio is a good example of uh, that. He's just not fake. Yeah. And he's very warm. He's warm. And you, when you have a conversation with him, you do get the sense that he's listening to you and is interested. Yes. And it's funny, I feel like that podcast app was like <laughs> a huge misrepresentation of what Julio is, but in a way that obviously was very funny, and I think he likes to perform that right. sort of persona. Well, we're all performing uh, a version of our persona on that episode. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, sometimes we get so caught up in being, uh, fuck. Katy Perry that we forget how to be Catherine Hudson. If Whoa. that makes any sense. Yeah. That is her name, right? <laughs> And I also want to say if you're worried about how warm you are with people, you're already winning. It's like yes. 
that means you have empathy and want to be a good person. Yeah. So don't change anything. You're beautiful, Stephen. Is this me? Yeah. How should I deal with my conservative media watching uncle at this year's Zoom Christmas gathering? Um, unfortunately, we are recording this after <laughs> Christmas, so I hope that that went okay for you. Yeah, best of luck to you. Next question. Uh, hi, guys. I, this is from Ayler. Uh, hey, guys. I'm earnestly very thankful to be a Glamour Girl. Same, Queen. I have to spend a large portion of my downtime zoning out while the voices of strangers play into my ears or else I will experience all sorts of uncomfortable symptoms like sitting alone with reality or actually having to read books called things like introduction to I'll skip that word. Listening to your podcast gives me the power to make so many soups and stews and I never even use a recipe. Wow. That's an interesting side effect. Huh. I'd like to hear some trend predictions for the coming year. What will be the next superfood? What kind of new superheroes will they come up with? Will wearing girl boss slacks and Chuck Taylors because you are quirky and down to earth be in or out? Will being quirky and down to earth be in or out? Will something bad happen? No. Will people still buy matcha lattes? People, maybe like Paper Magazine will publish a photo where a model's adult acne is visible. Right. Uh, great. I love this question. Okay. I have actually a legitimate prediction, which is that Greek food is going to become trendy. What makes you feel this way? Because I think it's, I think it's time. And I also think, hear me out, the white media establishment is scared of um, making kind of like non-white foods trendy because they will be accused of, um, you know, being tourists and cultural appropriation, all this stuff. So they are really on the lookout for new European foods that can be made trendy so that they're not problematic. Now, Italian has been done. French has been done. To death. Greek has been done, but long enough ago that you can bring it back with like a, a, you know, kind of a twist. So I'm thinking like there's going to be Spanakopita pop-ups. There's going to be kind of baklava food truck festivals. So just be on the lookout for that. I think that's um, genius. Um, I I hope our pants don't, don't get too baggy this year. I, I'm sick of the fashion, like huge ass pants. And I hope um, we can find some sort of middle ground and and just wear sort of a a slightly loose fitting pant. Yeah. I have to say I accidentally bought and I need to return. I just like didn't read it correctly. And I accidentally bought truly a pair of like skinny jeans. Oh God. Like of the kind that were popular, you know, let's say seven, eight years ago. And it just like brought me back to that time. And I was like, you know what? Yes. Baggy pants are bad, but I- I'm so glad that we're at least moving in that direction. That's a good point. I mean, I think people are going to be slutty. I'm seeing a lot of like, uh yolo mindset once pandemic is over and so i think people will be taking some bold swings i hope they are at least yeah um i think in terms of media tv tv good tv is over (laughs) quote him media is dead journalism is dead (laughs) uh and I think bread is dead. I think no one's going to be eating bread. Bread is dead. This is from Eric. Hey, George and Sam slash George and Sam. Whoops. 
uh, long time. (laughs) (laughs) Just skip like the specific names. Okay. Long time listener here. I can't stop submitting user questions and comments for podcasts and newsletters. Urgent Care Podcast, Who Weekly, Ask a Sophist from Who Week from hmm weekly hola papi i've submitted questions or comments to all of them and this unhealthy trend continues with its very email to curb this dangerous practice should i simply become more obnoxious in my efforts to get attention is this but one manifestation of the deep-seated narcissism all gay men have is even asking that question proof of my homophobia even though its premise is 100 percent correct thanks well eric there's a certain performance to this email and I think that's more um, gay male narcissism than you actually submitting a question. Yeah, it's so. This question reads to me as sort of like, "Hey, I'm I'm here. Like, like it'd be nice to be noticed." And Here's what I'll say: it, submitting questions for Q and As and for podcasts is straight, but then creating this mythology about yourself where like it's all because you, um, <laughs> it's all because you have deep seated narcissism and are kind of like uh, self-aware about your efforts to get attention that is gay yeah so we agree with the uh, assumption that you make that you are gay you are gay. you eric honey you are gay next question <laughs> you're a faggot harry <laughs> uh okay you do this one okay hi george and sam slash sam and george why do people keep doing this i don't know we're like not that sensitive about whose name is first okay wait this is from um vincent okay love the pod i would not be it would not be a proper q a if someone didn't ask a two-part question so here i go question one george on claire o'kane's episode you expressed how you didn't have many hobbies growing up because your life was organized around your parents strict academic expectations how do you think your difficulty to develop interests outside of Parental expectations impacts your ability to be earnest. Huh. That's a really good question. I do think... um, uh, (laughs) I think something I've learned in therapy is that uh, the way my... Basically, I made a lot of decisions growing up um, based on how I could... uh, Or in attempts to hide things from my parents and i think once i moved out of the house i just um insert other people in my life into the parental figure uh space mm-hmm. and then kind of um constantly am doing things in secret from someone <laughs> i love that i know what you mean yeah in terms of how i uh in terms of how this has impacted my ability to be earnest. I think my ability to be earnest is more impacted by the fact that, and this is, a, I think, a good part of my family. My family is, uh, everyone in my family, I would say, is pretty funny, and we bond by like making fun of one another. And I think that then got me into trouble when I moved out because I thought that's how everyone bonded. And then I made many people cry in high school and college because I would just like offend them. <laughs> Um, question two, Sam, you've mentioned that you shut down when you return home to visit your family. How do you think your difficulty accessing emotions at home is connected to your difficulty accessing earnestness in everyday life? I have to say, Vincent, these questions are really good. Yeah, this is really smart. Um, uh, 
I think it's similar to George's answer. I was used to uh, <laughs> hiding myself at home. And then like when I left home, I was like, wait, I'm like able to be really social and fun. And I'm like actually very talkative and have a lot of opinions and stuff. Um, but then whenever I'm home, I'm like, well, wait, how do I like let them in on this more casual version of myself? And I feel like with my friends, I'm uh, more, I only like the casualness and need to work on accessing the the deeper stuff. And sorry, this is still Vincent's email. Uh, two more questions or two more comments. Uh, they say, Keep Is She There Yet and use it as a closing segment when you don't feel like doing shout outs. Thank you. I will. Uh, I would love to do that, in fact. And second of all, if either of you is interested in learning more about Kinsey Ones, you should read Not Gay, Sex Between Straight White Men by Jen Ward. Okay, I have to say, I'm clicking on this now. I think maybe this person was at some point on the Slate Culture Gab Fest, which we both listened to. Yeah, I remember hearing about this book. Um but we I should do a uh, Radio Lab book club. <laughs> I have to say this this book. I, it's occurring to me this book is truly the crux of our podcast. Well, we should read it so we're more, more informed. But I just mean like it's tr- it's about how like it. What is the difference between gay and straight? What like how how do we draw the lines? Is it gay to be straight? Is it straight to be gay? Okay, well then, actually, I'm going to say don't read this book because you need to be listening to our podcast instead. And if they're saying sort of the same thing, then we're in direct competition with this book and we should silence it. That book is based on our podcast. That book is based Uh, on our podcast, not the other way around. Next question. And that is from Vincent. They say, best, a non-binary listener who surprisingly isn't named Mix Emma and did not go to Bard, but did go to a liberal college, liberal arts college in upstate New York. Okay, hold on. I wonder what college they went to. I guess there's like know. so many that's impossible no okay fine Vassar. next um hi sam and george they did it too hi sam and george slash george and sam this is getting insane um my question is if y'all were not forced to host this podcast what would be your guest topic mm. that's a great question rachel mine would be travel i love that hmm I would love to do like t-shirts. Love that. Oh, okay. This is this is a good one. So this is someone, um, their name is Kelly, who sent us three emails back to back, one December 8th, one later in the day, December 8th, and then one December 15th. And I'm going to read all of them in order. So hi, George and Sam. As of this moment in time, 1226 p.m. on Tuesday, December 8th, there is only one out of two possible confirmed spellings of the famously polarizing word glamour for your eponymous glamour girls. To be clear, George has opted for the Britishized glamour with a U on an American podcast. Sam is thus far silent on the issue. Once and for all, will you please put to bed this important question of how you, how your glamour girls should spell it? Thanks, Kelly. Hello again. It has recently come to my attention that at 2.07 p.m. on Tuesday, December 8th, um, at, well, okay, so, some Twitter account tweeted an absolutely mega viral Jane Lynch meme using the American glamour spelling, G-L-A-M-O-R. And sorry, the Twitter account is at H-E-L-J-H-A-M-M-A-C-K. 
This tweet was then retweeted by the Stradio Lab Twitter account, which I will have to assume is an endorsement, as there is no clarification anywhere on the Stradio Lab Twitter account start stating that retweets are not endorsements. The plot thickens. Thank you for your time, Kelly. Hi, a week has gone by and it seems Glamour Girls is a runaway hit, despite the two aforementioned discrepancies. Glamour Girls with a U, that is. I just want something on the record. I feel as though I'm on the verge of a metaphorical act of violence. Please, I'm begging you, Kelly. Well, Kelly, Kelly, I really investigate your investigative journalism. Uh, I am scared that we've created some sort of terrorist with our um, unclearness. Um, It's a metaphorical act of violence is something I want to know. I'm going to create a metaphor that is so toxic. (laughs) I think, I mean, I think we've settled on with a you. You. And I have to say, the idea that there's an American spelling without a U is a little fake news. I also think, I mean, obviously, Glamour Girls, as some of our previous questions have shown, I mean, it's a global movement. and. We want to include all people. And I know sometimes I can be sort of, uh, you know, America first um, on this podcast. And I want to say I'm not I'm not like that. Like, yeah. In no, it's, a, it's all an act. It's all an act. And, and so, you are running for Congress as a Republican, but that's <laughs> that's ironic. a bit. Yeah. I like, do want to say using spelling glamour girl with a U is the equivalent of saying folks with an X. It's more inclusive. It's way more inclusive and okay. and good. Next. Hello, freaks. Julia. (laughs) Julia, (laughs) Julia's calling us freaks. Um, Firstly, in the spirit of today's event, this pod has brightened so many crazy but true days for me since the pandemic. And I love you both for that. Keep it up, baddies. Woo. That's very nice. Um, Now, as podcast co-workers. Okay, we already answered this one. We answered that. Okay, what are your top three... In order, all-time favorite movies. Uh-huh. Okay, I have an answer to this. Okay, go. Fellowship of the Ring, The Two Towers, and Return of the King. Okay, great. And my answer is Mission Impossible 1, <laughs> Mission Impossible 2, and Mission Impossible 3. Okay. And also, have you heard the song Glamour Girl by the German electro-clash group Chicks on Speed? It's a classic. And uh, you know what? We have heard it, and we posted it on our Twitter um, after we got this email, and I'm sorry, I tried to find you on Twitter so I could tag you, but I, I couldn't um, reverse search your name successfully. And it's an iconic song. Thank you, Julia. This question is from Blair. Dear George and Sam, season's greetings. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's iconic to start an email with season's greetings. Anyway, moving on. Where do you, <laughs> where do you stand on the movie It's a Wonderful Life? Feel free to stop here and just answer that question. However, I'm also adding context below. I just want to say, Blair, we did read the rest of your uh, six-paragraph email and loved it. We're just not reading it on air for uh, for time reasons. Um, and I want to say, I just rewatched It's Wonderful Life. It's the saddest movie on earth. I mean, it's like touching and so good. I was crying. And uh, I think it holds up you know, mostly pretty well. Uh, and it's like crazy how good it, like the messaging is just like, you know, don't, don't do everything for profit. And it's like, why is this an American classic when this is maybe the most anti-American thing on earth? We don't believe this at all, but politics, it was really, I was surprised at how like straightforwardly political it was. 
like it's like heavy handed political and you're like oh well, you know Sam, there used to be a left in this country they they really did and it's weird it is very weird um so i think it's touching and i think i i say go off okay now i'm feeling sam what do you think i is it a cop-out that i said mission impossible one two and three for my favorite movies when this is an earnestness bonanza no unless you want okay. to say your favorite movies well now it feel if i actually said my favorite movies it would be it would feel uh forced i think it was a moment of levity and i think it's fine okay fine next is this you uh yeah sure okay okay this is from jennifer uh she says uh yes i'm still using my school email address after graduating in may thank you first of all jennifer we were not judging you you don't need to get so defensive right off the bat that defensive (laughs) um okay i'm wondering what the most telling note in your phone is don't ask what i mean by that or i will get mad genius you're a fan um you're both intelligent witty creative people so i'm sure the two of you are writing random thoughts in your phone notes applications semi-constantly i love the podcast it's the first thing i digest every tuesday don't talk to me until i have my morning studio lab queen shit um george i actually don't really use my notes app or like or i did but i don't like i got a new phone and it's like not very luscious uh, um, I use my let's see okay I use so, my Twitter like my drafts in my Twitter is probably oh, where I'm the most um, constantly writing stuff that is stupid so let's see. my my notes app I have a list of the books that I'm reading I have a notes okay I found a, a good one I, I have no context for this this is from October 27th 2019 and it has various sentences in here that I truly don't know what where I was going with it First sentence is, do you ever look around and think like, okay, is this it? (laughs) Second sentence is, Gwyneth is the only person in the world who has the courage to be fully herself. Wow. Third sentence is, Christianity is making a comeback. I do believe that actually in terms of our uh, cultural um, predictions uh, question. Um, The next one is, I was raised in a haunted house, dot, 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 my body. Oh, I get it. Like the body is haunted. Um, I'm petrified of my kids being stupid. And then the last thing is just NASCAR. Huh. Um, okay. I'm just going to share a draft tweet that um, I think is funny and stupid that I have, have not tweeted. Um. Okay, this is a good one. This is, <laughs> okay, so the tweet is, this is my impression of people on Twitter. Borat 2 implies the existence of a different, more previously released Borat 1. <laughs> <laughs> you should tweet that. Maybe I will. I think it's funny, but I also think it doesn't make any sense. But also it does make sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, so that's, thank you, Jennifer. Next question. Wait, I have a really bad tweet draft that I can read. Okay, do that. Okay, this is the draft. In Pirates of the Caribbean, when Jeffrey Rush says, you best start believing in ghost stories, you're in one, and then turns into a skeleton, that's a reference to when Michelle Pfeiffer says, your wife, and what lies beneath. (laughs) I quite literally don't understand the second reference, but I love any reference to... Famously, she's having sex with her husband and then turns into the woman he's having an affair with. Ooh, hot. 
Okay. Is this me? Yes. Oh, this is a long one. Okay. So this is from Alexander. Hi, Sam and George. First of all, oh, he signs his, he signed the email Alex. So I'll say Alex. Hi, Sam and George. First off, I just want to say how much I enjoy listening to the podcast every week. It is a simultaneously the funniest, smartest, and dumbest thing, and it consistently makes me actually laugh out loud at work. You're both ext- okay. This is very sweet, but I'm not going to read the rest because I'm embarrassed. I don't really know the f- okay. So here's the question. <laughs> All right. This is someone who is asking us for advice, which is um, which not a lot of people did. So it's very exciting. Well, and to their to the other people's credit is not really the premise. Um, Did did we say what the premise was? We just said send us questions. We said send us questions. You know, the the holiday earnestness bonanza, I think, implies like the whole thing was like we are ironic and and uh, untrue. And so we want to be honest with you. And so I think it was sort of implied that it was to ask us questions about ourselves. But I do love that you're querying that and sort of asking about you. Yeah. Um, so no, I think um, let 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 me read this. This it's just one paragraph. Okay. okay. I recently started casually hooking up with my friend who's in an open relationship and it's been really fun, but I'm starting to worry that us consistently hooking up might be breaking the rules of their openness or crossing some sort of boundary. I don't know anyone else who's open, so I can't tell if my anxiety about this stems from the fact that I'm hooking up with someone who's in a relationship, even though it's open, and so it just feels taboo, or if I'm being neurotic, or if this is my gut telling me something else is going on. I want to keep hooking up with him while being respectful of his relationship, but also realize that ultimately, it's not any of my business if it's against the rules or not. Is it appropriate for me to ask about the rules of their open relationship to find out? Or should I just not worry about it and continue hooking up with him, trusting that it's okay? I, I think I have something I could say about this. But Sam, what do you think? Uh, I think you're certainly allowed to ask what their rules of their open relationship are. Uh, I think you're feeling, yeah, you're like self-conscious about doing it multiple times. But like, if I do think it's like on, like if you're keeping the correct boundaries and just following like what they're telling you, then you're fine. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's on them to set up the boundaries, uh, I think. Here's my earnest answer. I think you are maybe focusing on the rules of their open relationship because you are actually starting to develop feelings for this person and rather than interrogating that, it seems more um, distant and safe to worry about the rules of that person's open relationship. And so I think maybe rather than trying to investigate that, which is outside of you, you should or you can uh, spend some time asking yourself about your own feelings and and deciding how you feel about this person. And I think George is correct. Okay, great. Next. This is from Ryan. Hi, your show is such a joy. I have laughed a lot listening to you two over the past few months. I am genuinely curious about how and why you started this podcast, how you think it's going, and what happened to your producer from the first few episodes. Mm-hmm. Thank you for doing what you do. I love this question. I think we wanted to work on something together. I think we both like needed i think um especially when we were both doing stand up a lot it and and kind of uh you know 
doing writing jobs here and there and and constantly submitting to things and all this stuff it it starts to feel like you're not really in control of a lot of things that are happening professionally like it seems like you're always waiting for someone to hire you or waiting for someone to book you or you know you go you're doing a show and you can't control what the audience will be like where you are in the lineup whatever and it, it it's difficult to to have something that you feel fully in control of. I th- to me, at least, that was one of the big reasons why doing something like this seemed appealing because it's something that you can fully own and grow and like be in charge of creatively. I uh, fully agree. I think yeah. if you return to the Julio episode, um, we do this podcast because we want to <laughs> spread our sense of humor. <laughs> and I do think also we like, I think we like, I think we like the podcast form. I think we both have had a lot of fun on other people's podcasts. But I also think one thing we wanted to do was be kind of meta about the idea. Like, we thought there was nothing dumber than the idea of two gay comedians starting a podcast about straight culture. So then we were like, what if we did that and then um, kind of narrated it as we did it? (laughs) And uh, that's where we are. I think it's going well. I... Um, I'm happy and with the response, I think we are being funny and I think it is the proper dosage of weird and kooky and, um, honest about who we are as comedians. So in conclusion, we're doing everything correctly. Oh, we're mad that we're not getting more press. Um, we are (laughs) mad that we're not getting any more press, but also that adds to the underground element of it. And also somehow people are still finding us. Oh, I also want to say our podcast (laughs) listed as stand-up instead of comedy on itunes and we cannot figure out how to change that so please write in if you have any advice um what happened to our producer from the first few episodes we um killed him yeah he died by our hands um because he wanted too much um praise for 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 producing the podcast and we said you know what enough time for you to die (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next question. All right, this is from Alex. Hello, huge fan of the pod. Which Taylor Swift eras are each of you and why? Stay glamorous, Alex. I just don't really like... I mean, I, I understand that she has hits and like I'm happy with the hits, I, but I'm not a like a Taylor stan. And I wish I was. I think Taylor stans are having an incredible year. They got two albums and she is productive. She is mentally healthy. And right. they can enjoy her forever. Shout out to Taylor Swift for being mentally healthy. <laughs> I just think she's not the one for me. And I, but I don't want to shit on her because I, I, I say go off to the ones that love her. I would say I am reputation era Taylor Swift because I am taking risks and they are paying off exactly 60% of the time. <laughs> And um, I am that song mean because I also moved to a big city. Great. Okay. Next question. Oh, this one's from um, my friend and old roommate. But Sam, you can read it. Okay. This is from George's friend and old roommate, Miranda. Um, The year is 2022 and your co-host has written a powerful coming-of-age memoir about his life in comedy and the Biden administration. What's your puff quote on the back cover? Okay, my puff quote for Sam's New York Times bestselling memoir slash Biden administration expose is 
I've heard of the personal, but the political? <laughs> and um, my my poll quote on George's book is um, difficult to read, dot, 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 but worth it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. And the, part two of this question, which of you is gayer? What do you think? I think you are culturally gayer and I am sexually gayer. Oh my God. <laughs> Absolutely murder me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> you really had that one locked and loaded, didn't you? Oh, I read it when you were talking and I was like, oh yeah, get ready, bitch. No, I have to agree with that one. Maybe in 2021 I'll have sex. <laughs> okay, this one is from Brit. Hi. For Sam, how long have you and your partner Misha been together, and what have you learned about maintaining slash growing with slash flourishing in long-term relationships? Wow, you are really gunning for that earnestness bonanza. Brett needs that earnestness, baby. Um, Misha and I have been together for 6.5 years. Um, what have we learned about maintaining growing with flourishing in long-term relationships? Um... <laughs> I don't have any like cool hot advice. Like I, I mean, it's like literally all this. Like every, every advice you hear is correct. It's just like it's all about listening and communicating and like accepting when you are wrong and it, like and saying what you need and uh conversation. Um, you know, no one is uh free from critique and uh just not having. <laughs> like what am i like is this this is like i think relationships are like having a mental breakdown i'm having a literal mental breakdown i hate okay here's what i hate i hate talking yeah. from a place of like n being like sort of a know-it-all i don't like to like i'm sort of the opposite of a gwyneth paltrow like i don't like to be like here's what you do to have an awesome relationship i'm like because it's hard and it's yeah. uh it's always there's ups and downs chemistry which is not something that's replicable yeah you could do the same exact things you've done with misha with someone else and the relationship would not have worked right so it's but it's been fun to be in a long-term relationship this is my first one <laughs> and um it's very long and uh we are different people than we were at the beginning and that's cool love is this this is really boring see i this is my problem i think earnestness is boring and i'm i don't know what to do about that Okay, you're furious at Brit. I'm Brit. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at me, and I'm mad at us for coming up with this idea. Right. No, this idea was toxic and bad. <laughs> and we'll be doing it every year. <laughs> okay. Next question. Hey, okay. this is you. Hey, this is from uh, Mary. Hey, podcasters, please don't call us that. Um, just wondering <laughs> if you could provide a look back at your top three and bottom three guests so far. I want a scathing year in review. Okay. So which three of our guests are tops and which three of our guests are bottoms? <laughs> I would say the biggest tops are, um, Naomi Paragon. Yeah. She's a hardcore, she's a dom daddy. Dom daddy. Uh, um, um who else i would say maybe io yeah she dommed us she like she, she put a whole leash oh my god and and in terms of guests for bottoms i would have to say well i'm gonna have to run with um 
my my boys of culture, the the bottoms head bottoms in charge, um, Matt Rogers, Bone Yang, Matt Rogers, Bone Yang, and who is the third one? Nick Nanny. <laughs> Honey, one day I'm one day, I think it'll happen. Oh, wow, you're holding out hope. No, I mean maybe. Um, okay. Hey, we all want to experience something new sometimes. If you're gay, please DM Nick. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, okay. All right. Uh, this is from Julia, and she asks, "Do you ever fear death? Do you ever fear death or the void?" Um, I would say, I've, I actually no. I don't think it's not something I think about that much. Yeah, I don't think about it too much, and I don't really fear. <laughs> I fear like dying early because like I have such a zest for life and um, want to really uh, soak it all in. But uh, actually being dead, I'm like, I'm sure it's empty and kind of nothing. It's kind of boring, if that makes any yeah, sense. I, mean, I would like to die at least after I get a writing job on a non-digital platform. Yeah, I think if I die now and they're like, he played a gay assistant on a show. And he did stand up forever that, you know, upwards of no one saw. Um, I think that would be very sort of sad. Right. I do want like. It would be nice to have a a, a good obituary. I want to have a good obit. Honey, if the obit's bad, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) so snappy sometimes i'm reading obits and i'm like did this bitch even do anything right like survived by four kids and seven grandkids like okay get to the career what did they do Mm -hmm. did they write for a non-digital platform (laughs) yeah next question uh hey george and sam kinsey six here hey lily uh my question is polyamory straight more context i've been in various monogamous and non-monogamous relationships but idk you know love to hear your thoughts thanks lily well here's my answer to this polyamory is queer but the discourse around polyamory is straight (laughs) yeah this idea of like oh we have spreadsheets to see which of my partners i'm gonna have dinner it's like that's straight yeah, like there's a lot like the my primary, my secondary. It's like okay, secondary is straight. This is a ranking system, and and like, bitch, go right for damn Buzzfeed, right? It's like realistical. Yeah, seriously, sign up for Medium. I believe it's free. Um, okay, next question. Okay, this question is from Aim, and they say, um, okay, this is a straight shooter, Sam. An item labeled Made in America, Tyler Perry's Medea, or maybe it's Maybelline. Tyler Perry's Medea. Great. Um, oh, and they want to oh, give a... Do, and, and they're giving a shout out. They say, um, 931972 area here to give a quick shout out to both my inhalers. You are the air I breathe. You are the wind beneath my wings. You are my everything. Also to my boy, that app that makes sounds to remind me to use my inhaler and helps me find them wherever they lo- whenever I lose them. Woo! sent for my iphone (laughs) love that next question uh this is from christian uh hi sam and george i love the podcast and have a crush on both of you finally some equality 
Uh, I even had a dream about Sam Spider-Man kissing me slash Sam upside down and me right side up while working on a communal work table at an office. George, you were side eyeing. Uh, even in the, our listeners' sex dreams, I'm at, on the side being like, oh, what are they doing? <laughs> Uh, well, and they continue, dreams never make sense when you tell them to others. Anyway, I'm a listener in Canada and am confused by the word hack. Hack, mm. hack, C-K, hack, C, hack, C-H. I would love if you could define. Thanks and love, Christian. Sam, do you want to take a stab at this? Um, I think, I guess I'm kind of confused on the question. They literally are like confused on what we mean when we say something is hack? Yeah, I mean, hack just means like, it means like cliche. It means unoriginal. It means it's been done before. Yeah, kind of lazy, kind of playing on jokes that other people have already made, uh, referencing other people's humor rather than uh, coming up with one of your own. Okay. Next question. We're almost done. Uh, this is from Leah. Hey, George and Sam. Big Stradiohead Glamour Girl here. I'm very pleased to have found you by way of the blah, 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 blah. Okay. Oh, these are straight shooter questions. Um. Do you want to ask me these? Yes. George, going on Accutane for senior prom or getting Invisalign for your 10-year high school reunion? Definitely Invisalign for your 10-year high school reunion. <laughs> Disneyland, Legoland, or Shondaland? Shondaland, baby. Beautiful. Thank you, Leah. Oh, and this is also from Leah. Oh, no. This is actually... um. She added some more. This is a, a continuation of that email, so I will I will keep going. Um, more straight shooter questions. I'll ask you these. Uh, Lexapro, Zoloft, Wellbutrin, or CBD gummies? Zoloft. Great. <laughs> and that's it. Happy holidays from Leah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, that's it. <gasps> wait. Oh my goodness. Well, okay, wait. Now we have to record a little wrap up. Well... Well, we did it. We made it through the holiday earnestness bonanza. George, describe your mood now. Uh, confused, mm -hmm. scared, mm -hmm. um, sexually frustrated, <laughs> sexually non-existent. Oh my god! Shut up. <laughs> Do you feel um, cleansed from being earnest for so long? I mean, like I said, the one thing that's sticking with me is at one point someone asked us what our favorite movies were, and I did not answer earnestly. But I think that is just something I will have to carry. That is a, a baggage I will have to carry with me for the rest of my life. It's now too late to go back and change it. What's crazy about this whole experience is we've answered a lot of questions, and yet I still don't feel like we let anyone in on who we are. And I think this brings up an important point. My Christmas, well, my, um, what's the period between Christmas and New Year's? Uh, the millennium. My millennium uh, miracle is I'm learning that, you know, we are actually more, uh, we show you more of who we are through our humor and through trying to be funny and being, uh, taking sincere swings at what is funny rather than um, earnestly answering questions. I'm sorry. I just was distracted because I realized that Millennium is like the jokey name because it literally refers to the taint. It's not like an official word. And so I just thought it was funny that I literally answered or you were like, what is it called? Millennium. And then we just moved on when that's literally a, a pun on perennium, meaning the taint. Wow. Well, this taint of the year. 
Um, it's a very specific feeling of this week. Like every year, even though you know it's coming every year, it feels strange. I love it. This is my favorite time. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're also, you know, you're um, upstate right now. So maybe at least you feel some difference between your normal life and Christmas. I'm still in my apartment. I had, I celebrated Christmas in New York and I would, I do normally like it if I'm with my family, but now I'm just like, well, this feels like all other days since March. Yeah. Well, anyway, I just, for, I just want to say earnestly that, uh, that I'm really grateful to everyone who has listened to this podcast this year. We really, uh, started putting it out in such weird circumstances. We were planning on recording more things in person and just thought, well, since the pandemic, since we're all inside, why not release a few episodes now? We didn't think we would be still doing it weekly uh, on Zoom nine months later. Um, Thank you, everyone who submitted questions. We're really sorry if we didn't get to your question. There were... uh, I promise you it's not because your question was bad. It's because our answer was boring. (laughs) <laughs> we did try to balance um how boring we were on this episode yeah i mean if you think what you're hearing is boring or too earnest that's like the creme de la creme of what we recorded <laughs> and, and and thank you to all the all our guests i mean it's uh it means a lot that you would take time out of your busy lives to talk to us on zoom and have us berate you for two hours and not pay you any money mm-hmm. um Thank you to my co-host, Sam. I could not imagine doing this with anyone else. And thank you to my co-host, George. You're doing a great job right now of um, being earnest. And one more thing, you're incredible at sending emails. Oh, I am incredible at sending emails. That's true. (laughs) And Um, thank you to our producer, Leif, who we killed. (laughs) Yeah. And um, I guess that's it, right? Like, do we need to say anything else? Well, uh, I hope everyone has a safe and happy New Year's Eve. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm glad you said that because if we hadn't said that, then perhaps they would have not had a safe. Right. I don't want anyone to get hurt. There's so many things in New Year's that can cause pain to people. And I think saying that, you know, make sure you're safe. I really would love it if we um, could stop with this uh, COVID business sometime soon. Yeah. And that's all I'll say. So, Joe Biden, if you're listening, I'm rooting for you, babe. (laughs) Yeah, and we've got some thoughts. So definitely feel free to email us if you are Joe Biden, and we can sort of tell you some awesome things to do. Please email us. And also, um, keep emailing us... uh, comments and questions and especially things specific to episodes you've listened and we will we're toying around with the idea of answering more of them in future episodes and um we love you and have a great new year to you next year happy 2021 baby everything's going up and up in here bye